Welcome to the Confident Money Podcast, where we talk money, finances, and accounting for real people without all the technical jargon, patronizing, and gatekeeping. I'm your host, Caitlin Magnuson, and I'm going to be your new finance bestie. Welcome back. This is a very information-heavy episode. This whole season has been a little bit information-heavy, so this is where we start to bring things together a little bit. We have a few more episodes left in this season. We have a really exciting well, I think really exciting, but I get excited about all of this, obviously, which is why I do it and why I'm sharing all of this information with you. But get your notes ready. I don't, you know, I don't care what you're using. I don't care if you're using a journal. I don't care if you come back to this, but definitely remember to save this episode or download this episode because we're talking today about making personal finances personal. And Meowgs agrees. She's just barely out of the screen. And we're going to be talking with that about making your own financial blueprint or game plan, you know, whatever really resonates with you there. So many people like Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman or, you know, many other traditional financial professionals want to give you this, this plan, right? And this plan is kind of sexy because if you only follow X, Y, Z, you will be ABC. You know, if you only follow this plan, you will then be debt free in the nick of time or, you know, whatever it is that you're looking at, right? You'll have the down payment for your house. You'll have whatever it is that they're, you know, promising at the time that aligns with their client avatar. And I do things a little bit differently here. A big part of what I do is make personal finances personal because a lot of the advice that I was getting when I was younger that, you know, I was seeing on social media or on Google or in school, A, was lacking a lot of information and B, did not always line up with what I saw for my life. And so we're going to talk in this episode about there are, there are, you know, money mindset people. And I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in money mindset. We're going to actually talk about that uh, during this season. And money mindset might feel a little bit too woo, a little bit too out there. And I want you to understand though, that picturing and being able to articulate the life that you want and the life that feels fulfilling to you, the life that feels most aligned to you is really important in helping you achieve the goals that you want to see. So many of us, Maybe unhappy with where we are right now. You know, maybe we wish we had more money in savings. Maybe we wish we had no credit card debt or our student loans were paid off. Or maybe student loan forgiveness would actually come through. Or, you know, we want that house, but the market is crazy. Or we, want, we have these, these goals, these desires, these dreams that hopefully, if you're dreaming well, light you up inside, right? They make you feel safe. They make you feel secure. They make you feel excited and giddy when you think of them. I mean, I know quite a few of our clients would be giddy if their, their student loans were gone, but that's the thing. All of these goals are personal. All of these goals are unique. They're unique to you. Yes, there can be some overlap. Yes, you know, we may have things in common. You know, we may both want to have a house, but what does that house look like? It is, is it a tiny home? Is it a mansion? Is it something in between? Is it a room in someone else's house so that you are able to be a nomad and hop around wherever you want to go? What does that look like to you? So first things first, with building this financial blueprint or this financial game plan for yourself, I want you 
to get specific. And if you've ever done a vision board or, you know, visualization exercises, you, you might feel that you know some of this already, and that's great. We're going to use any of that experience for this activity. So I'm not here to tell you what your two-year plan, your five-year plan, your 10-year plan should be. I'm not even here to tell you that you should have all of those. So I'm here to give multiple different options and I want you to test out and find what works for you and then do something with it. Take action. That's literally the most important thing. And that's what so many of these traditional programs are doing, right? They're, they're giving you a plan for you to take action. And I want to give you a few other options for you to take action and for you to tweak and make changes to, and, you know, make it the best fit for you and for where you're at. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe and join our community at confidentmoneypodcast.com, where we share resources and all of the money happenings. Plus you can send feedback and suggestions for what you'd like to see covered in future episodes. That's confidentmoneypodcast.com. Okay. Back to the show. So number one, as I hold up two fingers, number one, we are going to decide our time frame. What feels lightest or least heavy for you? Thinking about something two years from now, one year from now, five, 10, 20. For my personal examples here, I think I'm going to go with a two-year example Again, nothing is, none of these are wrong. None of these are better than the other. For some individuals that I work with, a 10-year plan feels amazing because they don't feel all of the anxiety that comes up for them over making something happen soon. Some other people that I work with are like, oh, you know, two years feels really great because I can start small. I can build habits. I can build confidence and I can, I can just do these little ones. So pick something. And literally these all factor into the bigger one. So when I'm, when I'm doing this, when I'm doing a two year exercise, I am still thinking ahead, right? I'm still thinking five, 10, 20 years, potentially ahead. However, I'm breaking this up. I'm working this backwards. So if in 10 years from now, I want to have my dream home built on the property that we bought across the street, and I want a vacation property or some sort of residence in Europe in 10 years, what does that look like for me? Well, my income needs to change. Some of my spending habits might need to change. I may decide that if those are the really important things for me, that there may be some other things that I sacrifice in the meantime, instead of buying a really nice car that I want, but don't need by any means. Maybe instead I use that money to put towards a down payment for the house, or maybe I use that money to fix up my existing house or to do projects that align with my larger goal. However, I'm not saying in two years, I'm going to have that property built and another house somewhere else that feels really overwhelming. So again, we're taking this and we're breaking these big goals down into bite sizes. So what can I be doing today? What can I be doing tomorrow? What can I be doing a month from now that pushes me towards those aligned goals. And so for me, we're going to identify a couple of things here. If I'm working towards those big goals and I also want to be fully funding my retirement. So to make that happen, this calendar year, 
my retirement was my priority because I need to feel financially secure for my future self. And for me, I'm good with my investments. I'm good with my salary. It was, it was retirement. I have some catch up to play. Most of us probably do. And that was the big goal this year. So for me, I took what I can do to max my retirement. We have a simple IRA with our company. I divided the annual contribution limit by the number of pay periods that I have in this calendar year and made it happen. And those are automatically coming out of my paycheck every month and they are going to be automatically going into my retirement every month. So that was my big goal that even though it doesn't feel directly aligned or like it correlates, right? What does retirement have to do with me having that house that I want? Again, it lets me feel safe. It lets me be building up the returns on investments, the compounding interest in my retirement that is really important for me. That allows me to feel confident. That's why we're here, right? To be confident with our money. But that's a really big security blanket for me. And so by doing that, it allows me to feel good taking the next step. So what may the next step look like for me now that we're about three full months into me getting used to my retirement contributions, having gone up quite a bit, because again, we're not making a ton of changes at once. We're making one big change. We're giving it three to six months. We're assessing, we're making another change as we need to. My big change is retirement gives me the whole year to do it. So what is our next step then, right? So we've gotten retirement taken care of. We have taken that, you know, three month baby step of letting it sit there getting used to the change, not doing a bunch of changes all at one time, right? Because we know that too many changes can be unsustainable for building long-term habits. So in my case, one of my big goals, retirement, is being taken care of at this point in time. It is relatively automatic. It's automated. It's going. It's doing its thing. And I've had time to get used to it, to see the numbers coming out. So what's our next goal? Our next goal is to look at overall income. And I know almost every time we talk about this, increasing income comes into play. And not always, but many times. Increasing your income can be one of the easiest ways for you to hit financial goals that you have. Because like we've talked about, there are only so many things that you can cut and still have a good quality of life. So we're looking here at cutting or prioritizing a few things but also more importantly, trying to keep your life, the things that you love, not trying, keeping the things in your life that you love while also making room for more, for more abundance, for more saving, for more investing, for more giving, for more being able to take care of those around you, to be able to take care of yourself, to be able to pay for your healthcare, for your needs, for fun. So my next goal, and again, we're looking at kind of a two-year plan five-year plan, a 10-year plan. My two-year plan, having that retirement taken care of, having that retirement maxed out every year. My next plan, increasing overall income. So what does that look like? For me, which is really kind of exciting and silly to be saying, it's bringing in some affiliate or some influencer income, both for myself individually as a public figure and both with our company as a leader in the industry. Where can we be landing aligned partnerships? What does that even look like? You know, what does our social media look like? What does the media kit look like that we need to have? And so for me, that makes it a lot easier then, right? This is my next big thing. So I can break down and I can look. 
Okay, are there any grants that support this that we could apply for? Great, there are some grants. Let's go apply for a handful that we feel are really aligned because we love being able to have grant funding for things that we want to do in our business. It makes things easier. It makes things more comfortable. It makes things more possible. So maybe that grant funding is for content creation. That might allow us to rent a studio when we have the team here and then take the team in, create content. That then allows for us to have the content that we want, to be able to have the brand partnerships that we want, to be able to have the you know referral or the influencer income that we're looking for, not only just for myself, but for the company as a whole, because the better the company is doing, the more we are able to retain and attract really fantastic humans that love what they do, that bring that excitement to what they're doing. But we're also able to compensate them accordingly, which as you all know, especially if you follow me on TikTok, is really, really important. Um, I'm not here to be the CEO that makes 10, 20, 200 times our average paid worker. I am the CEO and the founder here to be along for the ride with everyone. And as we rise, as I rise, as the company rises, I want all of them to feel appreciated, to feel rewarded, to have input, to have buy-in with the company. And so as all of our incomes increases or increase, it helps us and it helps me in my future financial goals. It helps each of my team members with their own financial blueprints or financial game plans. So now we've taken the next goal, right? Income increase. And we've made some really tangible decisions. We know that we're looking for grants. We're submitting applications for grants. We are replying with media kits to companies that reach out to us. We are also uh, sending out, you know, proposals to companies we'd like to work with. We are, you know, cold pitching or entertaining those ideas. We're collaborating with other individuals. And while this doesn't get me, you're like, okay, but how does this, like, how does this get to a house? How does this get to, you know, having the property built across the street? It all builds together. And so that's over the next two years, my goal would be that we're bringing in $10,000 per month minimum in affiliate and or influencer or collaboration revenue. And I want, I have to be really intentional about how we do that within the company because we're not here to sell out. We are here to monetize and we are here to work with other companies that we believe in, that we support, that we want to partner with. We are not here to make a quick buck. So that's why I give it kind of that two-year time span. So between now and then, we're continuing to pay down our existing house. We have a car loan that rolls off. We have a loan for our tractor <laughs> who I never thought I would have that, but we have a loan for our tractor that rolls off in that time frame. So in the meantime, again, consistency is key. Consistency is not the sexiest, but it's really important. And so what we're doing here is we are executing every little day on these plans. So for me, posting on social media consistently is important for what we're looking at long-term. Now, if you're a business owner or someone, you know, looking to do something similar, that might be a goal of yours as well. If you're looking to monetize your social media or a channel or your, your influence, your audience, then be looking at that. Be, you know, deciding what actions you can take now that move your plans forward. If you're someone that's in, you know, a nine to five and you're looking to climb the corporate ladder or you're looking to you know, find a company that you really align with, your goals may not look like that at all. Your goals may be that you, know, you want to pay your student loans off in the next 
five years, which side note, unless they're really high interest, I wouldn't recommend you all know that, but let's just say we'll use credit card debt actually as an example. Let's say that you would love to be credit card debt free. And that's one of your big goals. And why do you want to be credit card debt free? There's probably a little bit of shame. It happens to all of us. There is probably a little bit of wanting to feel secure. So much of what we do is to feel secure, right? And not having debt feels secure for a lot of us. Not owing things feels secure for a lot of us. Whether it's the best financial decision or not, generally with credit cards, paying them off is always the best solution. And the other thing may be from a strictly budgetary point, or maybe you're looking to qualify for a house and the less debt you have, the easier the process is going to be for you. Again, so maybe you're looking to buy a house in the next two years. What does that look like? What steps are you taking? How are you preparing? That may look like staying at a job that you don't love for a little bit longer to make the process easier. That may look like switching jobs right now to get a higher paying job for the next two years before you qualify for a house so that you can achieve some financial goals like paying off credit card debt, like paying off, you know, a car loan or something else that's hanging out out there that is preventing you from comfortably achieving your goal of buying a house. That may look like streamlining your existing expenses, but what can you do to take this two-year, five-year, 10-year goal and break it down into smaller actionable pieces, into bite-sized pieces, into something that feels attainable now? We are not here to do all of the things all of the time for all of the different reasons, people, etc. And so that's why I recommend when you're looking at this, we are normally prioritizing two goals. You could do a third that can really push it. And I like to look at that when it comes to the financial blueprint as well, right? So it, over the 10 year time span, those two goals may be really large, like a vacation house, like retiring early, like you know, fully funding your child's college, you know, taking your family on a dream around the world vacation for a year. Like there, there are so many different things that you may be looking for, but that's the whole point. We're making a plan here and we are working backwards to break it down. Maybe you have $20,000 in debt that you want to pay off. Well, if you want to pay that off in two years, that's probably going to be about $1,000 a month um, when you factor interest and everything in, right? Because that would be 24 months at $1,000 a month, depending on interest, which will put you at about $24,000 total. So if that's a big goal for you, what does that look like in your day-to-day? -day? That means you need $1,000 more to be going to that debt than it is currently. Can you cut $1,000 out of your regular expenses? Can you make an extra $1,000 or $1,500 a month? Whether changing jobs, picking up a side hustle, starting a business, increasing your rates, changing some service offerings. Can you do a little bit of both? Can you make an extra $750 to $1,000 and save an extra $250 to $500 in expenses? Maybe. What feels best for you to achieve these goals? For me, I will very rarely cut something because I'm normally pretty good about reviewing what is meaningful to me in my life with my expenses. However, I find it less daunting. And I've been this way for quite some time. I find it less daunting to come up with an extra thousand or $1,500 per month than to try and cut any of that out of my existing expenses. But that's not how everyone feels. 
And then what does that look like? So over the two years, that looks like consistently paying that amount towards it. You get extra, you get a bonus, you get money from family. Cool. Take half of that, throw it to the debt. You're expediting your plan. And then you would have the next plan. You know, when you hit the spot, first of all, pause, celebrate. You paid off that debt that you were looking down, you know, two years of. What do you want next? Is it the qualifying for the house that you were thinking about that you were paying all this debt off for? Is it taking a lower stress job? Is it pulling back in your business a little bit and scaling down instead of scaling up? And all of these are, are valid. All of these are things that you can be choosing to do and that all of us may be doing differently or wanting to do differently. You know, I have no desire for 2.5 kids and a white picket fence. It, it's not my thing. I love where I live. I love the freedom to be able to travel. And I love having my, my furs. Any of you watching the video when we eventually get this posted somewhere are going to love it because Meow was the, the smallest cat that we have was all over in the video here. But I want us collectively to stop doing what everyone else tells us to do and stop living a life that other people tell us to live and instead have the tools, have the resources and have the knowledge to be able to create a plan that is aligned with your best self and to follow it and to take action and to understand that that plan can change. 10 years ago, I wouldn't have planned to be where I am now. So if you have a 10 year plan, cool. Keep it loosely held. Understand, you know, it's, it's your North star, right? It's your, it's your guiding principle. It's what makes you feel secure. Allow yourself to change and to grow and for your dreams and your plans to change and grow and evolve. That's okay. That's why if we take a 10 year goal and we break it down to five years and we break it down to two years and we break it down to actions we can be taking today, it makes it easier. And it also allows us to reassess every time we hit a milestone or every time we go assess the rest of our spending. Is this goal still aligned? Is this goal still what I want to be doing? And it's okay if the answer is no or sort of, or hell yes. If you loved this episode, make sure to leave a five-star review for a chance to win a free financial strategy session with yours truly, Caitlin Magnuson. We do the drawing the first week of every month and to be eligible, you'll want to leave a five-star review and include your IG handle so we can contact the winner. I'll see you next time where we'll chat real finances for real people.